0: Welcome to the Sales Hacks Podcast, brought to you by the Canadian Professional Sales Association.
1: Mark Hunter, welcome to the Sales Hacks Show. Hey,
0: thank you for having me on.
1: And today we are talking about building a sales funnel and harvesting leads. So firstly, Mark, tell me, what does a modern sales funnel look like?
0: Well, a modern sales funnel is not as wide as it used to be. It's actually, and this is going to sound weird, easier to get leads today than ever. The challenge is you can fill your leads up with ones that aren't going anywhere. So I think the modern sales funnel is one that is actually narrower because my whole goal is I want to have fewer leads. Ooh, wow. Did I just say that? I just said that, that I can actually spend more time with because when I spend more time with better prospects, I close more deals at full revenue.
1: Now let's talk a bit about uh, some of the information needed to help shape the, the sales and marketing funnel and what channels perhaps a company chooses to use. Well, what business intelligence is needed before deciding on the sales and marketing channels to, to employ?
0: Well, I think the first thing we have to know is who is our dream customer? Who's the dream client? And when we really understand who that dream client is, the dream customer, then we say, okay, where does, where does this person reside? Where does this person hang out? Where is this person at? You know, what's the type of industry they're in? What the type of business they're in? And we build back from there. Too many times what happens is we just go fishing in ponds because we think there's a lot of fish. But we wind up with fish that we really don't want. So what I say is start with the end, the dream client, and work your way back up. That's going to help tell you really where you want to be focusing your marketing and your sales efforts.
1: Now I'm going to slightly bend the terminology there from fishing, and instead mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm hoping you can share with our audience for those who are, are perhaps new to sales. Uh, what's what's the core difference between in sales language? What's the core difference between hunting and harvesting?
0: Wow, that really you know it really is just really how you want to define the term. I refer to hunting as I'm going to go out and find my own leads. I'm going to find my own leads. I'm going to and I'm going to take some of those leads, turn them into prospects, qualify them, turn them into customers. Harvesting is really more of a, and and I don't want to use the term inbound strategy, but it's more that I'm going to put all these, all these things out there and they're going to develop and nurture and people are going to follow me. They might be following me on social media, following my business on social media, different marketing channels, different, you know, things like that. And what happens is they kind of grow into customers and, when I think of harvesting, I'm thinking of not really being able to have access, being able to communicate with that customer, until really they're pretty far along in the decision-making process. I personally prefer hunting because I want to be able to create the need, create the dialogue right from the beginning.
1: So how can companies shift from outbound hunting to inbound harvesting? Should they, they, they have a strategy where they want to take that slower Growth approach.
0: Well, yeah, that's and I'll tell you what a lot of companies are going through this move. You you really need both. You really need both. I know a lot of companies that actually sell inbound sales tools. They they help you, but you know how they get many of their customers by outbound prospecting. So really, you need to have both. What I find is this: I love inbound leads. They're they're the best ones. But chances are. they're not going to be qualified enough uh one of the things one of the challenges that I find with inbound and harvesting is you wind up with a lot of people with heartbeats you know they they inquired about this or they downloaded this or they checked on this, but they're really not buyers they're just they're just kicking the tires they're 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 people that I would refer to as just having a heartbeat and uh a lot of people have heartbeats, but they're never going to buy from you. I have a dog, and my dog has a heartbeat but my dog is never going to buy anything from me, so my my problem is that I can get lost in the weeds if I just deal with inbound, and so I really got to have a good vetting process, and that's why I like the cross between inbound and outbound. Uh, there's a new term out there, really called all bound, and I, and I think that's really kind of sums it up. You want to be doing everything.
1: What is the value to harvesting leads uh, in terms of sending? Relevant, valuable information to prospects on a, on a regular basis. So, surely there is a a percentage of inbound leads that that will result in if if you're making regular contact, you're you're staying in people's mind as opposed to that very active, uh focused hunting approach.
0: Oh, without a doubt. I mean, they they they're really let's use an example we can really relate to Tim Hortons coffee. I mean, if you think about it, Tim Hortons really does a lot of advertising. Uh, What are they doing? They're keeping their name out there. They're keeping their name out. So when you want a good cup of coffee, what do you do? You go to Tim Hortons. Uh, They engage the customer with their various contests, their various various promotions. All of it's to engage, to really make it very comfortable for when you're ready for a cup of coffee, you decide on Tim Hortons. It really is the same, really, thing we're going through when we do inbound and we kind of look into harvest and we're, we're putting these tools out there, we're putting these things out there and not every item we put out whether it be piece of information or whatever it is is going to resonate with every potential customer but each one's going to resonate with somebody and you put a kind of enough of those out there and then they begin to say ah these are the people i want to do business with this is the company i choose to do business with because what i want to do when i'm doing this right when i call you up say i'm doing outbound okay and i call you up and i talk and i introduce oh you say oh yeah I, i'm aware of you guys i've been getting information from you i've been doing it ah you see this is where when we blend inbound and outbound together it can really become a very powerful combination
1: would you say there's any uh truth in in the suggestion that the the best outbound salespeople are maybe more um Extroverted, whereas perhaps uh, a lot of sales folk who rely more on inbound leads, which are already being pre-qualified, and mm-hmm. perhaps have, have mm-hmm. a more gentle educational conversation, could they maybe be more in- introverted?
0: Well, yeah, I mean that's a natural that's a natural feeling. I like to think of this uh, outbound people and inbound people. It's really using your personality. It's just having a conversation. If I just have a conversation and I believe, and, and this is what's interesting. So many people are, well, I, I couldn't sell that product. I could never sell that product. It's not about selling that product. It's not even about how you sell. Well, I have to make eight calls or 10 calls or 50 calls or whatever. It's why, why you sell. Because really what you're trying to do is you want to impact people positively. You 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 feel that you can help them achieve something when we take on that approach when we take on that mentality that mindset it's amazing how much easier it is to pick up the phone i mentioned before we began this and when we get done this i got some more prospecting calls i want to make yeah i want to make some more prospecting calls because there's some companies and people i want to talk to because i know i can help them and i believe in it i believe in it strongly so i love picking up the phone i love calling but same time i love it when i get inbound calls
1: now let's talk a bit about keeping organized. So, um, rightly or wrongly, maybe some of our listeners have this idea that the uh, the typical hunter is someone who will go after a, a, a potentially strong leads and keep chasing other leads, and maybe not necessarily log all of the communications uh, as as in in such a detailed fashion, perhaps as in uh, the tactics employed by harvesting. So what are your what are some of your tips for logging all communications, regardless of whether you're a hunter or you're a harvester, between you and the prospects in an organized, accessible fashion, which is doable as well.
0: Well that boy, what you just described, is a huge problem because salespeople are always quick to say, oh, I'll remember that. I'll remember that. We don't remember 90% of what we hear. And it is you have to log in. An, an organization, regardless if you're a solopreneur or you're with a, with a company, I really believe if it isn't recorded, it did not happen, period. And, and what do I mean by it recorded? Well, you may be a solopreneur with a very small list, list of leads that you're working with, and it may be nothing more than a notepad. Uh, fine. I, I know some very effective salespeople who use that, but it might be more of a complex CRM. Oh, maybe it's not even a CRM system. Maybe it's just an Excel spreadsheet. But chances are you probably have some sort of a CRM system. And you have to have that open at all times. I can't, I can't stress that enough because I say, well, I'll get to it at the end of the week. I'll get to it. You know, yeah, we forget and we skip the, the easiest way to maintain records. Is by doing it as you go. It's not going to slow you down if you are only recording the key information. Record the key information. Next, record the key information. Next, record the key information. Next.
1: That's perfect. Thank you very much. And uh, just on a personal note, Mark, uh, every time you and I have a conversation like this, I feel that there's a huge amount of value, and I always learn lots. So, thank you very much. And. Uh, thank you for being the guest today.
0: Hey, thank you. Thank you so much. And you know what? Sales is absolutely, without a doubt, the greatest profession. Why? Because we get to influence and impact people and help them see and achieve what they didn't think was possible. To me, that jazzes me. And I hope that jazzes everyone who is listening to this. Thank you for listening to the Sales Hacks Show. Learn more about the training and benefits from the Canadian Professional Sales Association at cpsa.com.